And he said this to them in Luke chapter 10, verse 10. He said, whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, that's no honor. Jesus has sent these people, personally sent these guys into this city. And when these people didn't receive who he sent, that's a total lack of honor. He said, when they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the very dust of your city, which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, nevertheless know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. Other passages and in, in other accounts of this, Jesus said, shake the dust off your feet. Why? Because they didn't hear you. They didn't receive you. There was no honor. And it wasn't just an honor for you. It was an honor for the word that you brought the anointing that you brought. And he said, go out in the streets and shake the dust off. You got to remember that there were no paved roads in these days. And these guys didn't go from town to town in a car or an airplane. They walked. And as they would walk in and through that town, they would literally get covered up in the dust of that town. And if they came to a place that wouldn't hear it, that didn't have an honor for it, Notice he didn't say, make them see it. Stand there and argue with them till they learn to see things your way. No, go out in the street, shake the dust. What's that sound like? Take it lightly, right? Where there wasn't an honor, then I couldn't go through an open door and minister to them. If they despise it, they don't receive it, just shake it off, shake it off. But this isn't just for preachers. Huh? This is for you. This is for all of us. What's Jesus saying? Don't take that relationship with you to the next one. Don't take that experience with, excuse me, with you to the next one. Where they don't receive it, shake the dust off. Why? Because he goes on to say in verse 16, he who hears you, hears me. He who hears you hears me and he who rejects you, who are they really rejecting? Him. He who rejects you rejects me and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. See how it goes all the way up the chain? That it's not just about what people think of you. It's not about what people think of me or the leadership. God takes it personally. He takes it personally. If they don't hear you, who are they really not hearing? Him. If I stand up here on a Sunday and man, I've prayed, I've studied, I've read and I'm ready to go and I stand up here and I just preach my guts out till I am blue in the face and every one of y'all sit there bored out of your mind. Half of you asleep. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it. Do I go home mad at you? I better not. Hmm? I better not. Why? Because it's not between me and you. If I believe the words of Jesus, then what I believe is it's between you and him. And this is a good thing to put in practice. Again, not just for preachers, with everybody in your life. Somebody doesn't hear, somebody doesn't receive, somebody just grumbles all the time. Just remember, who is that between? It's not between you and them. It's between them and him. 
It's not between you and them. It's between them and him. And if they don't receive you, if you've got a word from God and direction from God, if they're not receiving that, it's not you they're not hearing. It's him. And if they reject him, they're rejecting the one who sent him. This is good, isn't it? This is th these are things for us to put into practice and remember. I've got just a couple of minutes here. Go back to the Old Testament. Let's look at a couple of more of these. In Numbers chapter 12, <clears throat> verse 1, it says, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. So they're grumbling. They're complaining about him. They spoke against Moses. Why? Because of the Ethiopian woman who he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Now, I don't know who's hearing this. But it stands to reason that Miriam came to Aaron and said, brother, they're brothers, sisters. Can I talk to you? Yeah, come on in the tent. <sighs> you know I love Moses. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I mean it. I love him. And, and I ain't trying to judge him. Come on, help me. What's about to happen? She's about to judge it. Anytime you hear somebody say, I love you, but you know that whatever comes after that, but is about to totally undo. I love you. I ain't trying to judge, but here comes judgment. I'm not trying to grumble. Okay. I'm not trying to criticize, but I'm about to criticize. It's kind of like when people walk up to you and you're talking to somebody and say, hey, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's exactly what you meant to do. <laughs> Let's be honest. Aaron, can I talk to you a minute? Sure, sis, what's up? Come on in the tent. <sighs> I hesitate to say this. Is this a safe place? Can I just be real? Yeah, you can be real. Come on, we're family. Just, just tell me. This woman he married, what is he thinking? She's Ethiopian. She's Ethiopian American. This is some racist stuff going on, isn't it? And she's talking to him. Now she's not wanting to talk too loud. Aaron's like, what are you saying? <laughs> and they complained against Moses. Now it's okay to do this, right? Because they're not out there talking to everybody else. This is, this is a safe place. Or is it? And they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not? Spoken through us also? This is the two of them talking. You know I love Moses. But man, with him, it's always like the Lord said this and the Lord said that. And God commanded this and God commanded that. It's like he's the only one or something. And Aaron's going, you know what? I didn't want to say anything. But you are exact. You're, you're right. You're right. This has been on my heart too. Man, we dress this trash up, don't we? I've just got a burden. I've just got a heavy leading to gossip. 
and grumble and complain. And Aaron, Miriam, you know what? You're right. He does. He's always acting like he's the only one who ever hears from God. What about us? I mean, come on. We hear from God. Miriam, remember that time after the Red Sea and God gave you that song? Sister, you sang that song so beautifully and played that tambourine. Oh, it was... And, and that's right, Aaron, you're the high priest. God picked you to be the high priest. We hear from God too. Shh. I shouldn't be saying this. No, no, no. It's a safe place. No judgment. You hear that? No judgment. What are they trying to say? There won't be any result from this. No judgment. I won't say a word. Not, not going to tell anybody. What Aaron forgot to do was check that iPhone in his back pocket <laughs> because the Lord heard it. <laughs> now, verse 3 says the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth, which cracks me up because Moses wrote this. <laughs> We won't get into that. But verse 4 says, suddenly, somebody say suddenly. The Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out here, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out, and the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud. That's the glory. But it's, this is the wrong side of it. The Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and they both went forward. What's that sound like? Step up here. I want to talk to you three. Meet me out back. Aaron, Miriam. Oh yes, Lord. Step up here. Okay. What's this about? Promotion. I told you we were from here. I told you, he's about to show Moses. They're grabbing hands, so excited. He said in verse six, hear now my words. What's that mean? I heard yours. I want you to hear mine. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful. Oh, say faithful. This is so big to God. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful in all my house. So I speak with him face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Listen to these words. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses. And they're like, you've heard that? <laughs> yeah, I was there, standing right there. Heard the whole thing. And God said to him, yeah, you're right. I do speak to other people, but not like this. I've honored him. Why would God honor him? Because Moses honored God unlike many people throughout eternity. 
He said, I speak to him in a way that I don't speak to anybody else. What's he saying? If I honor him, what should you be doing? Honor him. You speaking, you think you're talking against him. It's me. I'm the one you're coming against. And what happened was the glory lifted and they turned and looked at Miriam and she was covered in leprosy. And Moses had to cry out and pray for her. And the Lord healed her. He said, you spent seven days outside the camp. And she did and she was healed. But I'm guessing she wasn't so quick in the days to come, right? To talk about Moses. Somebody comes up and says, Miriam, can I talk to you? Yeah, about what? Moses, nope, 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 nope. I love Moses. Moses, he's, oh, that's my boy. Oh, thank God for Moses. Oh, thank God for, you get, get, get. Go, somebody else's tent. You ain't coming in this tent. This is a no vent tent. You cannot come in this tent and try venting about Moses to me. No, no vent. Why? Because the Lord heard it. The Lord heard it. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Bible says this in Deuteronomy chapter one. Nevertheless, this is Moses talking to the children of Israel. He's recounting the whole thing. He said, you wouldn't go up. You wouldn't go up, but you rebelled against the Lord. He's talking about going and taking that land. You rebelled against the Lord, against the command of the Lord, your God. This is Deuteronomy 126. He said, you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us. Whoa. Now we know what they were saying. Now we know what that low rumble was all throughout the million people or more. They were in there grumbling, complaining. And what were they saying? The Lord hates us? Are you kidding me? He just rescued you. He just delivered you with one miracle after another, one sign and another wonder and splitting the sea and he's feeding you miraculously and you have the audacity to vent in the tent saying he hates us? Where's all this complaining come from? Believing lies. Believing lies. He hates us. He's brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Is this why God brought these people out? No. He brought them out because he loved them. He brought them out because they cried out for help. He brought them out so they could worship. He brought them out to have fellowship and relationship with them. And they're believing lies about him. Why? Because they're a little hungry and they're thirsty. So they say, hey, can I talk to you? And they go in tent after tent. He hates us. He hates us. I don't tell anybody I said that, but he hates us. And what's happening? The Lord's hearing it from house to house to house to house. Lies, 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 lies about him, about his character, about his will. He hates us. It's no wonder that when they stepped up to go into the promised land, they, instead of running into it in faith, they ran from it in fear. Why? Because if you will believe how much you're loved, it will cast out 
all fear. If you will believe the truth. Oh, listen to me. If you'll believe the truth. If you believe the truth, I don't care what it looks like. He loves me. And somebody wants to come and complain and gripe over what some leader said or what some leader did or your, the ministry leaders, you need to stop and ask yourself, is it even remotely possible they heard from God? Because if it is even remotely possible, then if you're going to complain against them, you're complaining against him. And if it's even, even a slight chance that what they're doing is of God, then you'll want to keep your mouth shut. They believe lies about him. They believe he didn't love them. He hated them. But if you'll believe he loves you, the Bible says in 1 John 4, we have known and believed the love and it's brought up boldness on the inside. We have this confidence in him because we've known and believed his love. We believe the truth about him. I'll tell you this and we'll be done. Jesus told a parable in the book of Matthew chapter 25 about a master who called together three servants and he gave to each one according to their ability. And he gave to one five talents and to another he gave two and to another he gave one. And then he went on a long journey. He was away, Jesus said, for a long time. What's that length of time represent? Opportunity. Opportunity to do the right thing with what he'd given them. And the one he gave five talents to went, went and traded and made five more. The one he gave two to went and traded and made two more. But do you remember the one he gave the one talent to? He went and buried it in the ground. And then after a long time, the Lord, the master came home, called his servants together, called the first one he gave five to and said, what'd you do with it? He said, you gave me five. I went and traded. I've got five more. And his master said, well done, man. How would you like to work for that guy? Many people, so many people all over the world stuck in thankless jobs, working for people who not only don't acknowledge the good they do, but take credit for the good they do. Never promoting, never bonusing, never increasing, but not this guy. Well done, he said. Well done, good and good and what? Faithful servant. I've made you Ruler, you've been faithful in little things. I'll, I'll make you ruler over more. Enter into the joy of your Lord. To the guy he gave to. He said, I went and traded. I got two more. Go ahead. Here, you've got two more. And he said, well, that's good, but not as good as the one I gave five. Is that what he said? No, he said verbatim, word for word. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll make you ruler over much. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I'm telling you, man, this is the guy you want to work for. Until this guy with one came up and he began to reconcile with him. And this is, these are the words that came out of his mouth to his master. Master, I knew you to be a hard and harsh man. Now, does that sound like the guy we were just talking about? Well done, good and faithful servant. But this guy comes along and says, I, I, I know this about you. I know you're hard and you're harsh. And then he said, and I was afraid. So I went and I hid your money in the ground. And they said, so see there, you have what's yours. He thought he was doing him a favor. 
But do you notice what he called him? Hard and harsh. Hard and harsh. And the master looked back at him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. Now, everybody got called two things. The first guys got called good and faithful. This guy got called wicked and lazy. Lazy I get because the master gave to him according to his ability. In other words, his master knew you can handle this. I'm not giving you everything that everybody else got, but I know you can handle this. And that's the thing about ability. It can grow. Just because you're handed something small to begin with doesn't mean you stay there. It means if you're faithful with it, increase comes. And his master said, you have this ability. I see it in you. So I get lazy. He didn't do what his master knew he was capable of doing. But why wicked? Why wicked? I believe it goes back to what he said about his character. Hard and harsh. Wicked means twisted. Believing lies. Truths that have been twisted. And this guy lost his job that day because of the wickedness and the laziness. These are serious things. And this master who represents the Lord is a good leader. And though he loves this man, what's he saying? I am not about to allow that grumbling spirit, that murmuring spirit, that misaligning and maligning of my character to stay here. Why? It spreads. It spreads. And the man lost his place. I think today it's simple. Believe the truth. Believe the truth. Believe the love. And whether it's between you and God, maybe you're seeing something right now that you don't like and it doesn't feel good or you seem to be going without. Don't start pointing the finger at him. Don't start blaming. Believe the truth. And if you believe the truth about him, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. There will not be one complaining word come out of your mouth. But we got to do that with each other. Huh? Contention and strife arises in the home when we start believing lies about each other. She doesn't love me. She doesn't care about me. She doesn't care about my feelings. Number one, that's none of your business. That's not between you and her. That's between her and him. He doesn't love me. He doesn't show me any respect. He doesn't value me. He treats me like dirt. Give it to the Lord. Because that's not between you and him. That's between him and him. Amen? And choose to believe the love. Amen? 
I hope you heard this message today, and I mean really heard it with your heart, and you grabbed a hold of it. And even if you heard it, watched it this time, you need to hear it again. And that's why we make these messages and these things that come out of this church available to you on many different platforms. You can watch this again on our website, pearsonsministries.com, through our Legacy Studios app, through the Pearsons Ministries and Legacy TV podcast. All of it exists for one reason, to get the Word of God into your life. And you become a doer of the Word, it will change your life forever. If you're not born again today, it's so simple. Just make Jesus the Lord of your life by believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, confessing with your mouth that he's your Lord, that you're done being your own God. He'll come into your heart. Jesus will be the Lord of your life. You can have heaven in eternity and days of heaven right here on this earth. Just pray that prayer. And if you do, call us. Let us know what God's doing in your life. Use that phone number that you see on your screen. Let us rejoice with you. We want to serve you with the word of God and we want to see our good God do good things in your life in Jesus name. Thanks for watching today. We'll see you next time on Legacy TV. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.